Welcome back to Sister Alley Cat's Tea, where we talk about all things church related. And on today, we are going to finish our journey through the book of Philippians. Yes, today we're going to study chapter four, which is the last chapter of the book. So let's just get right into it. Now, in this chapter, it is the ending of Paul's letter to the church at Philippi, and he makes sure that the believers know how much he cares for them in the very beginning of the letter. So Paul starts out with goodness, with joy, with love. Paul states, I love you and I want to see you, my beloved ones. You bring me joy and make me proud of you. Stand strong in the Lord, as I have told you, my dear friends. Now, isn't that beautiful? Isn't that wonderful? How Paul begins to write his letter, he starts out with a beautiful greeting. Now, he's urging that the two women leaders in the church um, to agree in the Lord. Paul exhorts his friend to help the women come into agreement. They labored with Paul in spreading the gospel with Clement and others whose names are now written in the book of life. So Paul began to say, be full of joy in the Lord always and be joyful, full of joy in the Lord. So Paul states that twice. He wants the church to be full of joy regardless of what is going on be full of joy. Why? Because the joy of the Lord is our strength. And that is another quoted scripture. He began to say in the King James Version, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. So he's telling us twice to rejoice in the Lord. So that means we must have joy in the Lord. And why? Because it is our strength. Now, he also lets everyone see. Oh, he's telling them to let everyone see that you are gentle. Why? Because the Lord Jesus Christ is coming soon. So, in other words, live in a gentle and meek and humble way. Live lowly. Why? That will keep you out of trouble. <laughs> that will keep you uh, uh, doing the things according to what God wants you to do. You know, and because Jesus is coming soon and we want to be living a righteous life when he returns. Now, he also says, don't be anxious for anything. Don't let that anxiety attack you. Why? But pray and ask God for everything that you need always giving thanks thanks unto God because God will supply all your needs we've already talked about that God will supply all of your needs according to his riches in glory you know God is the making the creator of all things the Bible tells us that he owns all the cattle upon the hill God owns all the gold he owns all the riches all the the uh, diamonds and rubies if you will God owns everything he is the maker and the creator of it all so Paul is telling us not to be anxious for anything. Don't be anxious for any material possessions, uh, uh, your finances, your bills, uh, whatever the case may be. In the time that we're living in now, God, gas prices are sky high. They're 
continue to rise, don't be anxious about that because God is going to make a way. We have uh, shootings that just last night, another shooting took place, my God, from Zion. But God is telling us in his word, don't be anxious about it. What do we do? We pray. I was on prayer line this morning and and, and the, the leader began to teach us how to pray and what to pray. You know, pray that uh, you and your family, that you're protected, that you're uh, blinded, blind to the eyes of the enemy, the one that is uh, going forth, the madmen, the ones that's going forth to do these atrocities. Pray that you and your family, you're blind to that person, that individual, so that you will not be caught up in the midst of the work of the enemy. And yes, I'm so glad about it because we talked about that on yesterday. We talked about the leaders telling us what to pray and how to pray in the times that we're living in because according to the word of God, these are just the beginning of sorrows. You can find that in Matthew 24. Jesus said it out of his own mouth. These things that we see happening in the world today, they must come to pass. And it is just the beginning of sorrow. But yes, there is a way that we can live in this world and be protected by God. You and your family. So, yes, don't be anxious for anything. As long as we pray and ask God for everything that we need, and that includes protection, ask God for everything that we need, and always give him thanks when you pray. Thank God for what you expect from him for what he's already done in your life, what he's doing right now in your life and what you expect him to do. Thank him for all things and God's peace, which is so great. We cannot understand it will keep our hearts and our minds in Jesus Christ. Yes, God will give us a peace that is beyond understanding. This is another quoted scripture, another scripture that many Christians quote, another scripture to put in your arsenal, another scripture to remember, to mutter, to just get on the inside of you because it's a scripture that would help you in times such as these. And this scripture from the King James Version states, and the peace of God, which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. It passed, this peace passes all understanding. You can be in the fight of your life and you have so much peace. Others will look upon you and, and, and wonder what's wrong with you. Uh, what, what, what do you have? What secret do you know that I don't know? You can be in, yes, in the fight of your life. But you're so peaceful. Why? Because God has given you a peace that passes understanding. It's so great that we cannot even understand it ourselves. And that is that comes straight from the throne of heaven. That comes straight from God. So it is a peace that passes all understanding. You don't understand it. Your family don't understand it. Your friends don't understand it. Even the people that you pass on the street do not understand. 
why you are so peaceful in the midst of your calamity, in the midst of your trial. Again, I quote the scripture. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. So, we have to give God thanks in all things. And don't be anxious. Anxious. Now, finally, my brethren, another quoted scripture. Whatsoever things that are... True. Whatsoever things that are honest. Whatsoever things that are just. Whatsoever things that are pure. Whatsoever things that are lovely. Whatsoever things that are of good report. If there be any virtue. And if there be any praise. Think on these things. So Paul is saying, Now then, my brothers and my sisters, focus your thoughts on things that are true and honorable, things that are pure and beautiful, things that are respected. If there be anything that is morally excellent and worthy of praise, focus your thoughts on these things. Do what you have learned and received and heard from me, which is Paul. God who gives peace will be with you. So he's encouraging to continue not to focus on what's going on in the world today. Not to focus on um, how people are basically losing their minds, allowing the enemy to use them to kill others. Um, not, don't focus on uh, accidents and traumas. Yeah, this last person just went into a hospital and began to uh, shoot people in the hospital. So it's basically, it's like nowhere is, is, is safe, but we have to pray. That the angels of the Lord encamp round about us when we go out to do these things. Because we, we have to leave our homes. We have to go out in some form of fashion. So we have to pray that the angels of the Lord protect us according to Psalms 91. God, he gives his angels. Each and every one of us has an angel that, that is there to help us. To keep us in all of our ways, as the scripture reads. And unless we dash our foot against the stone, if we even uh, uh, fall and dash our foot against the stone, you know, hurt ourselves or uh, anything of that nature, the angels will lift us up in their hands. That is what the scripture tells us. So we have to pray and be thankful to God. We have to think on these things. We have to think on the things of God. Those things that are true. Those things that are honest. 
pure, lovely, of a good report. Think on these things. Yes, we understand that we have to be mindful of what is going on in the world today. And I absolutely agree with that. And I admonish you to be mindful of the things that are going on in the world today. So, because the Bible tells us we have to watch as well as pray. And that is one way that we watch. We be mindful of what's going on in the world. Watch as well as pray. But we also have to focus focus our attention on the things of God, the goodness of God, the purities of God, the love of God. Why? Because that is what's going to keep us in the midst of these things, in the midst of craziness, in the midst of calamities, in the midst of atrocities, in the midst of traumas. We have to think on good things. Honest things, just, pure, true, good report. We have to think on these things so we can gain strength that we can realize and we can understand the word of God and know that regardless of what is going on in the world today, that as long as we keep our hand in the hand of God, he is going to protect us. He is going to keep us as long as we keep our families and our friends lifted up before God, we can stand in the gap for them. Yes, we can. We are repairers of the breach. As long as we lift them up, And ask God, not only ask God to protect them, but ask God to save them. That God will bring salvation into their homes and their families and protect them as well. Yes, these are the things that we have to do in order to survive. In order for our families and our friends to survive in this last and evil day we are living in the last and the evil days that's why we see sin at such a high peak that's why we see wickedness at such a high peak that's why we see evilness at such a high peak remember we don't wrestle against flesh and blood we don't wrestle against the man we don't fight against the man we fight against principalities, powers, rulers of darkness of this world, and spiritual wickedness in high places. Paul has told us that in the book of Ephesians. So those that are doing these evil things, they are controlled by the devil. They are controlled by the enemy. Yes, this is what we are fighting against. We're not fighting against flesh and blood. These are, these are demonic spirits that are either controlling them on by living on the inside of them or telling them a, a strong force telling them to do these things and they adhere to what the devil is telling them. We must not get it. We must not be in... Uh, um, we must understand basically what is truly going on, what is truly happening. We have to look beyond what we see or what we hear in the natural. We have to look beyond that and we have to know what is going on in the spiritual realm. Remember, we talked about the wiles of the devil. He is the first thing Satan does is deceive 
He deceived that third of angels that fell with him. He deceived them. And now they live down here and they are here to torment us. Yes, Jesus already won the battle. He already won the battle. But there's a point in time for him to come back and take us. And while we are here, the devil and his angels are here. His fallen angels. Let me make that clear. They were angels of God, but now we consider them fallen angels. And they are here and they are allowed to torment us. So when you see this craziness going on in the world, when individuals are doing things that are unseemly, listen. Rest assured, know that Satan is behind it. His work is being done when you see these things happen. So we as Christians, we as the children of God, we as believers, we must come together in unity and do what we know to do for God. We know to do for the kingdom of heaven. We know to do for our brothers and sisters. Yes. The, the kingdom of darkness, they are in unity. So the kingdom of God, we must as well be in unity and pray and use our weapons of our warfare. Yes. And knowing these scriptures and learning them and getting them inside of our spirit. That is very important. Why? Because the sword, our offensive weapon is the word of God. And if we don't know the word of God. How are we going to fight the enemy? And listen. Let me tell you. The enemy must obey the word of God. He must, he must be obedient. To the word of God. We're not the only ones that have to be obedient. Yeah. Those that dwell in the kingdom of darkness. They have to obey the word of God as well. So. That's why. I harp on that we as believers get the word of God down on the inside of us. So it just flows. I said so we can use our sword and we can cut with precision. Why? Because the, the word of God, it is sharp. It is powerful. It is sharper than any two-edged sword. Yes, that is the word of God. It will cut to the marrow of the bone. It is a discerner of the thoughts of man. We talked about discerning the spirit by the spirit on yesterday. On the previous podcast. <laughs> yeah, I did it yesterday. That's why I say yesterday. We talked about that. Trying the spirit by the spirit. Everybody is not of God. Everybody is not uh, truthful. Uh, there are false prophets in the world. There are false Christians in the world. They say that they are Christians, but they are not. They are workers of the enemy. They come to deceive the people of God. So we have to use the spirit of God to discern whether these people are true or not. Whether the one that sits beside you in church is true or not. Or if that person is being used by the enemy. It's the same thing when we use our sword. When we use the word of God. The word of God, it is a discerner of the very intent and thoughts and the heart of man. The word of God. 
So we have to learn, get the word of God on the inside of us so we can survive in this time that we're living in. Now, Paul was very happy. The believers cared for him and always have, even though there was no way for them to show it. Paul wants them to know he is not saying these things because of a need. A lot of times we you know, say things and it's not because we need, we, you know, we're telling a story or, or giving a testimony or something of that nature. And the other individual may think that you desire something or you need something. And it's just like that here. Paul is letting them know that it's not because I need anything. He said that I've learned to be satisfied with whatever I have. Yeah. Paul said, I have learned to be satisfied with whatever I have. Can we learn that on today? Can we learn to be satisfied with whatever we have? Paul knows how to live when he is poor, when he is humble, and how to live when he has plenty. This is what Paul is telling the church at Philippi. I've learned, you know, if I'm poor, I've learned how to live in joy. If I, if I have plenty, I've learned how to live in joy. Paul made a statement how he has learned the secret to being happy. Don't we all want to know what the secret is to being happy? Just to be happy and joyful all the time, regardless of what we're uh, dealing with in our life, regardless of what's going on around about us, we can be happy at all times. What is the secret, Paul? He said at any time and in any circumstance, he's learned the secret of being happy. When I have enough to eat and when I go hungry. When I have more than I need and when I do not have enough. Paul said, I can do all things through Christ because he gives me strength. That is the secret. And that is another quoted scripture. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. It's through Christ. Not on my own accord. That's why Paul can be happy regardless of if he has food or if he doesn't have food. If he's in a need or if he's not in a need. If he has plenty or if he has little. He's learned the secret to being happy in the midst of all of that. In the midst of him being in prison. He's happy in the midst of um, him being stoned. He's happy in the midst of uh, him being beat. He's happy. Can you imagine? And why is what is the secret to being happy? Because through Jesus Christ. The one who gives strength. Jesus Christ gives strength. Therefore, we can do all things. We can do it. We can make it. We can go through that trauma. We can go through that calamity. We can be happy in the midst of our drought. When everything's dry. Or we can be happy in the midst of the abundance of rain that God is giving us in 2022. Yes, we can do it. And how can we do it? Is through Jesus Christ. It's not, it's not of our own accord. It's by the power of God. 
that's how we can make it that's how we can do it and and as well as keeping our mind stayed upon him keeping our mind thinking on these things that are true and just and lovely and of a good report and things that are pure with all of these these are all nuggets that we gather from Philippians chapter 4 that we need to keep in mind that we need to gain excuse me that we need to lean upon in our time of need we can do all things and we can do it because of Christ Jesus who strengthens us remember Christ died upon the cross for our sins. Remember how he humbled himself. He came down in the likeness of man, in the likeness of sinful flesh. He left his glory. He he left, I, I like to say, he humbled him, his royal self. Jesus Christ was royal. He is royalty. He is a deity. He left all that behind to come down here on this wicked earth just so he can die upon the cross. He can suffer all the things that we suffer so that he can understand, so that he can experience what we go through as human flesh. He experienced it. Giving us the right to go before the throne of grace boldly and say, God, I am in need of your help. I am hurting. I am hopeless. I need strength. We can go boldly before the throne and say these things to God, which they have to go to through Jesus first, which we've already talked about, but we can go boldly. The boldness that you can do when you get on your knees is because of Jesus Christ. It's because he died upon the cross for our sins. It's because he came down here and he experienced everything that we go through. He experienced our traumas, our headaches, Yes, Jesus did all of that for us. That's why you can boldly state when the enemy comes up against you and try to take you out, try to take you down, try to lie to you that you are nobody, that you can't accomplish what God has for you to accomplish. When that devil speaks in your ear, when he uh, uh, tries to plant a seed in your ear, when he tries to plant a seed in your dreams, However, he tried to plant a seed when he uses somebody else to tell you you can't do it or you are nothing or whatever the case may be. You can say not only to that individual or to the devil or to his demons, his cohorts, his representatives. You can say to yourself, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. I can do it because God strengthens me. I don't do it on my own strength. It's not by my power. It's not by my might, but it's by the spirit of the Lord. Yes, I feel strength. Just quoting the scripture. I can feel strength from this scripture right now. Just talking about it. If I can feel that you can too. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. You can do it. You can do it. And that's why Paul is telling us this secret. The secret of being happy 
in God, the secret of being happy in this life. You do not have to walk around unhappy. No, you do not. Why? Because you can do all things through Christ, which strengthens you. Now, in the closing statement of chapter 4, I'm telling you, we're getting through this very quickly today. In the closing statement of chapter 4 and the complete book of Philippians, we are done with the book of Philippians. I told you it's only four chapters. It's very short. Paul began to say, nevertheless, it is good that you helped me when I needed you. He's talking to the church at Philippi. It's good that they helped him. You remember when I first preached the gospel unto you? He's taking their minds back to when he first went to uh, Philippi and he began to speak the gospel and they began to uh, gain salvation. He said, you remember when I first preached the gospel to you? When you first believed when I left Macedonia, you were the only church that gave me help. Paul is, he's, he's bringing it back into uh, a personal aspect. He's bringing the letter back, is, is turning back personal. And he's talking to them on a personal level. He said when he left, when he left them, Philippi is in Macedonia, when he left them, he began to let them know that they were the only church that helped him. The only church that partnered with him in the matters of giving and receiving giving him money, giving him things that he needed. He said that you were the only church. So he's letting them know, you know, the love that Paul had for the Philippian church. All through this book, he began to let them know why he loved them so much. He said, you were the only ones that helped me. The Philippian church invested in Paul's ministry and received back spiritual blessings. So we must understand that we don't always get what we give we don't always receive what we have given many times what we receive in return are things of the spirit and, and if you can if you ask me i think it's far better to get things of the spirit i may give money and i will receive things of the spirit i don't when you give money you don't always always receive money when you're kind to someone in, in a particular way, you don't always receive it back in that same aspect. But if you ask me to receive spiritual things is far better than to receive natural things. Yes, it is far better. And Paul is telling them. You know, that they invested in him. And when they invested in Paul, they received spiritual things. They res they received the, um, the word of God. They received encouragement. They received all of these things from um, the men of God. Even though they had given him money or they had given him uh, personal items and things of that nature. Now, even when Paul was in Thessalonica... Several times, the Philippian church sent gifts to him, the things that he needed. Yes, they not only gave him money. We talked about that in the very first episode. They not only gave him money, but they gave him other things, the things that he needed as well. 
as being a human being, you know, as being a man, things that you need to survive in the, in the world on today. It is not that Paul wants to receive gifts from the saints at Philippi. More than that, he wants them to reap the rewards that go along with giving. That's why it's important to give. When we give, there are rewards that we receive. There has always been um, the... I want to say the the rule or the law to give. We have always been or the Bible always teaches us to give. Why? Because there are rewards that come from giving. It may not be uh, like we just talked about. It may not be finances. If we give finances, we may not receive finances. But listen, we will receive something from God. And he's going to give. It's God we're talking about. And he's going to give what we need at that point in time. We may need uh, a healing in our bodies at that time. We may need uh, clarity in our minds at that time. We may need, um, you know, something to happen in our marriage at that time. We may need unity in our marriage. We may need our children to uh, come out of whatever state of mind that they're in. We may need them to come off of drugs. But we gave money. But we're reaping something else. So... Always give as given unto God regardless, and you will receive a blessing. Whatever form that the Lord see fit, he will bless you. So let's uh, be mindful of that and be mindful of when we receive things from God so we can give him thanks. Paul said pray, and when we pray, give thanks. Give thanks in all things. Yes, that's what Paul is telling us here, that we must give thanks. And we must be mindful of what we receive, however we receive it, from whomever we receive it. Remember that it's all coming from God and we have to give him that respect. Now, Paul lets the church know that he has all that he needs because he received their gift. And that God will meet their needs, all coming from his wonderful riches in heaven, in Christ Jesus. Yes, God will supply, that is our quoted scripture, but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. So remember... When you give, that God is going to supply your need regardless. So, don't frown or look down on giving. Make sure, however I want to state, make sure that you're giving or you're planting your seed in fertile ground. You don't want to be planting your seed amongst rocks. Yeah, rocks like... Um, I mean, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to say it badly, but you don't want to be giving your gift of finances to um, those that are using it for their own um, resources and not using it for God. In so many words, so you want to plant in fertile ground, not amongst stones. But regardless of how you plant, I want to come in on the end of that. Regardless of how you plant. If you are giving it from your heart and you are giving it unto God, when you give, you see that you're giving it to God. He's going to bless you regardless of how man 
uses that gift. God is going to bless you because you gave it from your heart. And he is going to supply all of your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Now, that is the end of chapter 4. Can you believe it? That was very quick. Now, what did I glean from chapter 4? Well, I gleaned that there are two women in the church that did not agree so Paul encouraged his fellow laborers in Christ to assist them in coming into agreement. So, yeah, we will have disagreements in the church. We are human. We are made from the dust of the earth. So there will be disagreements. However, the leaders in the church must come together with those who are in disagreement and help them to see the goodness of God and all things to help them to see the way of God, the will of God for their lives to help them come into agreement. Yes. Also rejoice in the Lord, regardless of your situation. That's, that is what Paul is telling us in this uh, chapter. We must rejoice in the Lord. Remember he said, rejoice in the Lord. And again, I say rejoice. So we have to rejoice regardless. We have to uh, use the joy that God has given us. Why? Because the joy of the Lord is our strength. Yes, it is. Now, always bring your cares before the God, before, before the Lord, before God, thanking him. Always thank God for what he has done in your life. Like I said before, we have to thank him for what he's already done, what he's doing right now, because God is always working behind the scenes. Let me tell you, many times we feel like God is taking too long. But listen, he is definitely working behind the scene. He said he will never leave us and he will never forsake us. And I am preaching to myself right now because, uh, you know, a lot of times I'd be like, Lord God, when, when is this going to you know, this and when is this going to that, but God is always working behind the scenes. And a lot of times I want to tell you as well, a lot of times God is working on the inside of us. It is us that he is dealing with. Yes, he is prolonging or it appears or it feels like, or it seems like he is prolonging the time, but it is, it is us that he's dealing with. He's working a work on the inside of us. He's bringing us up out of a particular mindset. He's dealing with our, um, emotions. He's dealing with, um, if there be any pride there, he's taking away that pride. If there be any, whatever the case may be, if there's any unforgiveness in us, he's dealing with that unforgiveness. So a lot of times our situations and our circumstances continue to move on because God is dealing with us. He is bringing us. And also if he's desiring to use us in a, a, a certain fashion, a certain form, or, you know, on a certain level, he has to bring us up to that level. We are a lot of times we are too low in the spirit. We need to come up higher in the spirit. We need to 
pray more. We need to seek his face more. We need to study his word more. And a lot of times this is why that we are still in our dry place because God is dealing with us. He is making us. He has us. He is the potter and we are the clay. He has us on that spinning wheel and he is molding us. He molded us one time and oh, there was a uh, uh, a crack in the pot so guess what he marred it again he you know he made that back into clay and now he's making us over again this is scripture look at it's in the book of isaiah look it up yes god is the potter and we are the clay yes we are so God is making and molding us. If I'm not mistaken, let me let me correct that. If I'm not mistaken, it's in the book of Isaiah. So we are, uh, God is the potter and we are the clay. So a lot of times he is making us. So we have to bring, continue to bring our cares before him and continue to thank him for what he is doing in our lives. Believing he is going to answer us and he will give you peace that pass all understanding yes that's a favorite scripture god will give us peace that pass all understanding we don't even understand why we're walking around in peace when you know the roof is on fire but we're walking around in peace. Yes, that is because God, the peace that comes from heaven, not man's peace, not this peace that dwells upon this earth, but the peace that comes from heaven above, we can walk around with fire bridges on and we are peaceful. Yes. <laughs> it makes me think of Mary, the mother of Jesus. When she was told that she would get pregnant, by the Holy Ghost, by the Holy Spirit, as a matter of fact. And Mary began to say, she said, how can this be? Seeing that no man has touched me. How can I get pregnant and no man has even touched my body? How can this be? It, it's without understanding. We don't understand, but God, he can do all things. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes we will never understand. We will never understand the things of God until we get to heaven. Yes. So, yeah. I just had to throw that in there. Mary was like, how can this be? No man has touched me. How can I be pregnant? Well, that's how the peace of God is. It's without understanding. We don't understand. <laughs> My God from Zion. Now... Just to complete the book of Philippians, Paul truly loved the saints at Philippi and he wanted the best for them in God. He wanted them to stay the course no matter who or what came in their direction. Stay the course no matter who, no matter what comes in your direction. Stay the course. Keep your mind stayed on the Lord. This is another scripture. When you keep your mind stayed on the Lord, he will keep you in perfect peace. Look that scripture up. When your mind is stayed upon the Lord, he will keep you in perfect peace. 
not just peace that pass on the, all understanding, but perfect. It will be perfect. So we have to keep our minds stayed on God so we can stay in perfect peace. Paul exhorted the church to rely on the gospel of Christ Jesus and to love Jesus from the inside with everything that you have on the inside of you. Love God. Love Jesus. Because if you love him, as the Bible states, you will keep his commandments. Jesus said, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. In other words, you will walk in the goodness of God. You will live righteous before God. Humility is the way. This is the great thing in the book of Philippians. One of the things that I got out of it when the Lord told me to read the book of Philippians is humility. I renounce pride. I renounce arrogancy. I renounce haughtiness. I renounce vanity and ego. And I take on humility. And we have to say it every day until that thing is is deep down on the inside of us. Because sometimes it's not easy to be humble. Not when the enemy is fighting up against you in all type of disgusting ways. It's hard to be humble. But humility is the way. Nothing will ever get accomplished for God without humility. So we have to have humility. We have to get rid of pride and arrogance. Why? Because we want to do things for God. We want to walk in the call with he has called us. We want to walk in our destiny. We want to walk down the path that he's placed in front of us. We don't want to look to the left. We don't want to look to the right. We want to look unto God who is the author and the finisher of our faith. He is the maker and the creator. He is the first and the last. He is the one that strengthens us. We can do all things through Christ that strengthens us. So we want to accomplish a great work. We want to leave a legacy. We want to leave something here upon this earth when we die and cross over and go to heaven. We want to leave something that will help the next generation, the future generations. We want to leave something that will encourage them to stay strong just as Paul did. Paul left the book of Philippians for us. For us to be strong. For us to look unto God. Who is the author and the finish of our faith. For us to learn to walk in humility. For us to think about how Jesus left royalty. To come down here on this earth. In human flesh. To experience what we have to deal with. Paul is reminding us, he's letting us know, you need to think about these things. Think on these things. The things that are pure, the things that are honest, the things that are lovely, the things that are true. Paul left this for us and we want to leave something for the next generation. The generations behind us. We want to leave something for them so they can 
hold on as Paul began to tell the Philippian church in this in this book as well hold on to what you have learned until the day of Jesus Christ until Jesus returns so we want to leave something for the generations behind us so they can hold on until the day of Jesus Christ until Jesus returns for those generations that will be here when Jesus returns, they are going to go through something. It is not going to be pretty for them. It's not going to be an easy life. No, it's not. It's going to be horrible. And we, we see a taste of it right now today. Remember, this is just the beginning of sorrow. If this is the beginning where someone can go in a hospital and shoot people in the hospital. If this is the beginning, if someone can go into an elementary school and shoot. Uh, uh, my God from Zion, I just don't even know what to say about that. If they can go into an elementary school and shoot innocent kids. If this is the beginning, can you imagine what the future generations are going to have to deal with? And guess what? We want to leave something to encourage them. We want to leave a word. We want to leave a testimony. We want to leave a book. We want to leave a story. We want to leave, leave a song. We want to leave something that they can hold on to with everything that they have on the inside of them. So when Jesus returns, when Jesus busts the clouds, they can say, I made it. I held on. I didn't give heed to the wiles of the devil. I didn't let the devil deceive me. I didn't look unto uh, the things that the cohorts and the representatives of Satan were doing unto me but I looked unto God because he was my strength he gave me the power he gave me the strength along with what sister Allie Katz left on her podcast along with what Allison C. Holt left in a book along with what I don't sing, but along with what, say, Yolanda Adams left in a song. Along with what Fred Hammond left in a song. Along with what Ty Tribbett left in a song. These are the things that helped me to survive until the day of Jesus Christ. So, yes, we want to leave a legacy. We want to leave something for the future generation. So that's why we have to walk in humility. We have to live in humility. Why? Because we already read what the Bible says. God gives grace to the humble, but he resists the proud. God fights against the proud. And we don't want God fighting against us. We want to be that vessel unto honor. We want to be one that he, he can trust. He can trust with his work. We want to be a trusted servant. We want to be a servant of Jesus Christ. We want to be a servant of God. That is what Paul is telling us here in the book of Philippians. To be a servant. That's what I got out of it. Those are the two main things that I got 
out of the book of Philippians. That I must humble myself. And that I must become a servant of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Oh yeah, I glean many, many good things from the book of Philippians. But those are the two major, major things. I have to be humble. I have to make myself as a servant. And you can you can make that one thing if you will. And I must love Jesus Christ with everything on the inside of me. And I love how Paul loved these people. Love. Paul loved the church, but he loved Jesus even the more. He loved Jesus with a painful love. Yeah, he loved the church so much that he was willing to make himself a sacrifice unto God. He was willing to die for the people at the church of Philippi. And he loved Jesus so much that he wanted to know the power that resurrected him from the dead. He wanted to know that power and use it in his ministry. Yes. Paul loved Jesus with a painful love. Paul so dearly wanted to have an intimate relationship with Christ that went beyond natural possessions, went beyond uh, what we can have uh, naturally, uh, natural things like houses and land and cars and things of that nature. Paul wanted to a relationship with Jesus beyond notoriety, having a name, a good name, you know, a Hebrew of a Hebrew, you know. Paul wanted to know Jesus beyond all of that. He counted all that stuff as dung. He, he, he counted it worthless just to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Even a relationship unto death on the cross. Wow. <laughs> to be loved in such a manner is beyond imagination. This is the letter of joy. What a word from God. And I hope you received a blessing from the book of Philippians. How Paul not only loved the church at Philippi, but he also loved Jesus Christ beyond what we can imagine upon this earth. Paul loved Jesus and he encourages us to love Jesus the same. Why? Because Jesus of the things that Jesus did for us. He made himself a curse for us. He died upon the cross. Cursed is the man that died upon the cross, upon a tree. That's scripture. Look it up. He, Jesus, left heaven, came down to earth in the form of human flesh, just as we are, to experience the things that we have to go through so that he can be an advocate for us to the Father. So he can tell Father God that, yes, I understand what she is going through. I've been there. I've done that. Yes, I understand what he is going through. I've been there and I've done that. Not only was he a spirit being, 
We talked about that in the whole arm of God. But he left his spirit being empire. He left the spiritual realm to come over in the natural realm. Just so we can have the right to eternal life. Just so he can redeem us. So he can purchase us. We belong to Jesus Christ. He paid the price for us. So when the enemy come to you and, and try to lie and deceive you. You tell that devil. Jesus paid the price for me. I belong to him. Get thee behind me, Satan. Get thee hence. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Thank you again for listening to Sister Alec Cat's Tea. This is the conclusion of the book of Philippians. And I hope that you were blessed with these episodes. I hope that you glean some great things out of the book of Philippians. And I tell you to go back and read it over and over and over again. As a matter of fact, on yesterday, I was reading the book again because I wanted to get it into my spirit. Even though we've read it before and we went through it, you know, this is just a synopsis of, of um, the book. It's not a deep exhaustive study of the book of Philippians, but we gained some good stuff just by doing a summary. Yes, we did. We gained some good stuff. So I admonish you to go back and read the book of Philippians. It's only four chapters. Excuse me. So you can read that in one day. Come on. You can read that in an hour or two, depending on how fast you read. So go back and look over and read the book of Philippians and, you know, Write your notes and gather what you've gleaned out of the book of Philippians. So what stood out to you? Because the same thing that stood out to me may not stand out to you. You may, something else may stand out to you because why God is dealing with that portion of your heart that he wants you to get. You may already have a humble spirit. You may already um, love God with everything that lies on the inside of you. You know, you may already have these things. You may already look unto God that you may live, but there may be something else that you may you may have to deal with in your personal life and in your spirit. So go back to the book of Philippians and read it again. And glean from the word of God. Once again, I thank you for listening to Sister Alec Cat's team. Where we talk about all things church related. And hopefully the next topic will be deconstruction of the church. Yeah, let's talk about that. Yeah, let's talk about that. That's a subject. Now you can go out and you can do some research on it. So, when we talk about it, you'll have some understanding of what <laughs> what I'm actually talking about. I got to do some research myself to understand what I'm actually talking about. <laughs> Just had to throw that in there. Okay, you have a great day, a great evening. Enjoy what's going on. Remember to rejoice in the Lord always. And again, Paul says rejoice and have joy in the Lord. Why? Because it is your strength. Love you guys. <laughs>